0: Welcome into the bank. A show which covers the Baltimore Ravens and the NFL. The bank is part of BSL radio. Baltimore sports and life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, the Ravens and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board like BSL on Facebook and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome to the bank. It's Tuesday, October 18th, a couple days removed from the Ravens' loss in New York or uh, against New York in New Jersey. Always make that distinction there. Uh, the, I'm with my colleague tonight, Mike Fast, or other colleague, Jamie Seek, is uh, currently on a plane to Europe. Uh, Going to go enjoy a vacation and uh, uh, put uh, this weekend's loss in the rearview mirror leaving Mike and I to discuss it ourselves. Uh, I think maybe Jamie had the right idea, Mike. Uh, so let's get into it. The Ravens lost a game. They should have won. What, were your, what was your primary takeaway from uh, the weekend? Well, the primary takeaway was Kenyon
1: Drake. You know, it's, it's kind of lost in the shuffle how well he did. And thereabouts how how well the offensive line did, and they really, you know, had their way, and that was very encouraging. Uh, That's not something that I was counting on. I mean, obviously, I was counting on J.K. Dobbins, and we were told after the fact that his knee tightened up, but the fact that Kenyon Drake came in gave them much-needed, not only burst, but obviously the touchdown, and then some just big plays was very encouraging. Uh, The counter to that is how well the Ravens did against Saquon Barkley, at least in the beginning. There was one drive towards the end where he, he was he was, the line the Giants line was getting to push. But for the most part, the Ravens defensive front seven was really rallying to the football, reestablishing the line of scrimmage and really getting after the Giants run game. So up until the end of the game, running the ball on both sides, the Ravens were pretty
0: dominant. Yeah, I like uh, that mention, Mike. I'll get to back to Drake in a second. I mean, for me, the, the primary takeaway is, and I don't feel like I'm disrespecting New York, they're 5-1, and one. they're well-positioned to make the uh, uh, playoffs in the NFC. Um, but, you know, for me, the primary takeaway was, uh, while they have some talent in their front seven, and Barkley's exceptional, they look to me to be every bit the team I thought they were prior to the game, which is a team that just doesn't have a whole lot of players that scare you. Uh, the Ravens dominated the total yards, 406 to 238. The Ravens had 23 first downs. Giants had just 18. They held Barkley to under 100 yards rushing, and uh, Bellinger led the Giants with just 38 yards receiving. If I told you those numbers prior to the game, you would have expected the Ravens uh, win. But somehow they, they uh, left uh, uh, the Meadowlands with, with an L there, and uh, that's, you know, tough to take. That's a third pretty, you know, they've lost three games of the year, and each one of the losses have been brutal. The glass half uh, full side, you know, taking something maybe bigger picture is, yeah, they're getting that running game starting to come. Dobbins didn't have a great game the other day, uh, didn't have many touches later, but in the touches he had, he wasn't overly productive, but they were getting something from Drake. Uh, I thought Stanley, again, looked pretty good there yeah. at, at left tackle, and, um, you know, uh, you can build build on that portion, but, uh, you know, frankly, until we get, we can get to some of the other positives, but let's get some of these... Uh, Obvious negatives out of the way. So Jackson not a great game for him. Um missed uh, some passes or a couple of drops uh, didn't help him, but there were some passes that he particularly missed including that one drop down prior on third down prior to Tucker's missed uh, 56-yard uh, field goal attempt. And if you get just get 5 yards there, maybe it's uh you know, three more points on the board. Um mm-hmm. So, and obviously you had that unbelievably poor decision with the pick there in the fourth, but a lot of critiques about Jackson uh, in your mind. you know, What's fair and what's uh, unfair criticisms uh, for Jackson? I feel like his, what's fair,
1: is to ask him to know the situation, meaning... If you're winning, you don't need to do anything spectacular. Just throw the ball away if you don't see anything. Uh, or at least try to run, keep it, you know, get the clock, keep the clock moving. Um, you got You just have to know those things. And that goes for any quarterback. Not even talking about one who's at the top of the league like he is and who's um, kind of working his way towards a massive contract so just at a basic level, you have to know simple game management and you can't have those lapses. Um, what's not fair, I think is to ask him um, to be perfect. And I know most people aren't going to explicitly say that it's going to be more implicit where they say, um, well, you know, I and I've even said this where you know Devin Duvernay was open, we see him outstretched and he Lamar doesn't find him, and um, you know he does overthrow guys at times. And what was it the um, the Bills game maybe where he had two guys down open down the field? Like, yeah, some of those you should, probably should have. But I think, and I'm kind of back and forth on this, but I think to kind of sum up, what's unfair is. We have to realize he's just a unique talent, and he's making some plays that are just unbelievable. We would never even think to ask of him because we never even think they're possible, and he's doing that. So big picture, if he's missing some throws, even though they happen to be probably the worst possible time, if he's missing some throws that are just simple like trajectory errors that he can fix, I'm not saying excuse that, but I'm just saying maybe just don't expect him to be perfect or don't expect him to be a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady who just always seemed to come in the clutch. Maybe Lamar's going to be like, maybe this is who he is, where for the most part, he's excellent, but once in a while in a clutch situation, he just doesn't do it. And we just have to live with that.
0: I love the point, uh, Mike, there of not expecting perfection. I don't think you can ask that of uh, any player, you know, or any person, right? There no. there, there, are going to be uh, mistakes. Um, that interception was galling the other day because it was so atypical. Uh, uh, I mean, there are times where Jackson sometimes forces the issue, but that was the extreme for anything we've seen so far mm-hmm in his career. What I said in uh, my write-up Sunday night was basically I'm not going to hit him too hard because uh, it feels like you're regularly asking him to uh, wear the cape and play like Superman. Mm. Yeah, well said. So if he's going to do, if he's going to, you know, if you're going to ask him to be that, you know, sometimes you're going to have the occasional lapse when it feels like he's trying to do too much. But, um, I, yeah. J- Jackson is a, is a unique talent, and I'll continue to say that if the Ravens have the ultimate team success that we would like to see them have this year, he's the primary reason why. And he gives them an opportunity to win each week. Yeah, the three losses so far have been uh, brutal to take. The other takeaway there is that the Ravens have had uh, – double-digit leads in all, all of those games. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, Jackson has been primarily the, the, the leading uh, reason why he went into this uh, this previous game, uh, depending on which site you're looking at, you know, third or fourth uh, in the MVP, uh, you know, likely MVP right. odds, uh, you know, according to Vegas. Um I don't know it's if you looked at the uh, some of the immediate reactions at uh, our site BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com, dot com and uh, uh, in the game thread and afterwards and the uh, also on Twitter and uh, maybe talk radio if you see that I mean you see just uh, you see a level of vitriol that, that that's a little bit hard for me to take as a Mm-hmm. It just it just me probably getting a little bit old, but, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm three at this point that it's uh, you know Jackson's a young man uh, really, and uh, you see some of this is just like. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 as much as I, I love the Ravens and the games and invested as I am, it's still I'm able to kind of turn the page and move on uh, yeah. really quickly and keep in mind it's still a game. And not expecting perfection from uh, <laughs> uh, from him. And, uh, you know, I understand other fans are particularly invested. I'm not telling people how to fan, but I would just say, yeah, I, I think you kind of summed it up uh, best, Mike. Don't expect perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, big news of the day is that Deshaun Jackson is signing with the Ravens. Um, mm mm-hmm. The veteran, uh, I believe, 36 year old receiver had nine receptions in 19, 14 grabs in 20, and 20 catches in 21. What does his signing say, bigger picture wise?
1: <clears throat> I don't have a big, bigger picture, but the first thing I said to me was to Marcus Robinson's not the answer, uh, because I don't know, <laughs> I think he was kind of that. I guess he's a veteran, but, you know, they brought him in because I guess they weren't satisfied with who they had, and he really hasn't gotten going all that much. Um, Tylen Wallace, James Roche, those kinds of guys on the periphery. Um, I, I know they're not getting a lot of game reps, but I have to think the Ravens coaches aren't stupid <laughs> because if there's, there must be something they're seeing in practice that says these guys aren't going to translate to this game plan. And, yeah, you want to say each, each specific opponent is different in terms of what defense they're going to present. But when it starts to come week after week, that becomes a pattern. So, um, but the big picture thing it says to me is, what about Ershad Bateman? And I know he's trying to work his way back, and he played the first four games of the year, started to show some good signs, and by no means am I saying at all. Bateman is not invested mentally or anything like that. I think he is. I'm sure he is. And it's just, um, it says that they can't afford to wait for Bateman to get back based on everybody else they have, if that makes sense. So, um, Duvernay is doing all he can. <laughs> Mark Andrews is doing all he can. It was encouraging CIA likely gets a little more run, um, but they need help. And this is them saying, "Okay, we got it. We hear you, fans. We understand that these guys are not doing it. And you know, if this were to happen in uh, in August, that'd be one thing. But now the games are rolling, fast and furious every week. It counts.
0: It goes on your record. So now they have to make a move. So, shows my, that my first uh, concern when I saw the signing was was uh, was Bateman and wondering, oh." This is an indication he's uh, not close, but then I saw the other reporting that he's close to returning. So then, okay, think about the signing a little bit further. You mentioned uh, the other receivers a little bit uh, further down in the pecking order, uh, Wiles, Perche, and uh, Robinson. And Robinson. Um, so we'll see if there's a corresponding move there. I, I guess the other thing you could think about is, you know, we traded uh, Hollywood, um, and while his yard per reception was lower last year and and, and dropped precipitously after Jackson's injury, Brown still represented the uh, speed that had to be accounted for on the outside, uh, and as a larger deep threat, even if he wasn't, frankly, a great receiver down the field. But Deshaun Jackson, the one thing uh, I any. Mean, Anybody that's ever followed his career understands he's always been a speed guy. Uh, I imagine he still has some wheels, and that's kind of been what he's uh, been known for. Is uh, that you know that guy's mm-hmm. going to get down the field? So maybe that's the element they're looking for, just to put that into the offense a little bit more. Yeah, Uh I've seen you know you kind of mentioned it. There's been a lot of talk about hey the Ravens need to add add to their offense, but not that DVOA by football outsiders is the uh the end all be all but you know they still have the third overall in DVOA and going into last week they were uh I believe yeah second overall in offense I think they're third maybe this week they're they were third entering this past weekend in uh, total points. I haven't seen where they dropped uh, after mm. after Sunday, but you know the offense is productive. Likely starting uh, uh, the pick up. Uh, you you can see the signs on the running game that you alluded to. You are getting Stanley back there. I'm mm. you know not particularly concerned about uh, about the offense now. If you if you don't believe that the Ravens coaching staff is not uh, comfortable with the re- you know receivers in depth and they believe they need that other element, okay? But I really think the one thing you, you you hit on there that I really agree is, okay, Bateman, you're ready to go and you're back in the lineup. You gotta stay in the lineup and produce. I mean, mm, last yeah. year last year what he was limited to 12 games and now he's missed back to back weeks um we traded the receiver even if hollywood wasn't a true number one he had 90 receptions last year bateman we need you to you know at the minimal move the chains andrews is going to be the number one threat in the passing offense we know that but bateman has to produce the rest of the way (laughs) and that there is a uh, a huge mark on there. I did see some other people talking, uh, you know, not to jump into what is social media, but I'll just put it out there. Right after the signing was announced, Bateman had a somewhat cryptic uh, uh, message on uh, on his yeah. Twitter. Uh, I believe he said WTF. You know, you don't want to read into these players' minds because... They're human, right. and you don't know what else is going on in, in their lives. But when you put cryptic messages up and you're a public figure, they are going to be scrutinized. So uh, something uh, there. And um, um, there's a right. lot of ongoing questions of what's going on in the Ravens' locker room. Is Hardball losing the team I don't know, from the outside, I think that's just a lot of conjecture, and you really, you yeah. know, and, and I think it's a mistake to read too much into things, but I don't know how you, how, how you feel. Like. Yeah, I mean, the problem the problem with
1: that is, and you're, you're totally right, the problem with, and even Marlon Humphrey put something out after the game about the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and expecting a, expecting a different result, you know, <clears throat> Those, you know, obviously we all know once you put something out on social media, it's there. So people can analyze it, screenshot it, look at it, read into it too much, do do whatever they want to do. Once, you know, 24, 48 hours passes, the players probably moved on because they just have so much going on with the next opponent. You know, so people can make judgments based on he said this and they can go back and we'll see it on talk shows and all that. Well, players probably already moved on. So, yeah, maybe he said it in a moment of frustration. Or we, like you said, we don't know their minds. But it's not worth it. Just <laughs> these
0: things happen. Like you said, they're human. Uh, they are, and it could be totally non-related. Uh, I just think when you don't have the uh, total information, you might as well Bingham. not really worry yourself with uh, trying to guess what it is. And I would say on the player side, be cognizant of the fact that everything that you do is being watched, and uh, and uh, you know be aware how they could be perceived. Uh, so before we get into uh, this Sunday and uh, Ravens Browns, just kind of one more big picture uh, thought, you know, for me. You've got both uh, the Ravens and Bengals at 3-3. Cincinnati, uh, they won this weekend at New Orleans. Ravens have the head-to-head, obviously. Uh, so 11 games left for both teams. I'm figuring it's going to take 10 or 11 wins to win the North. You can give your thoughts there in a second. Uh, the Ravens' remaining schedule, obviously, this weekend versus Cleveland. Followed back by uh, the short week Thursday night at Tampa Bay. Then the trip to New Orleans. Uh, oh, I guess a buys in between that and uh, Carolina at home. And then you have a trip to Jacksonville. You have Denver at home to start December. At Pittsburgh. At Cleveland. Atlanta the day before Christmas. Pittsburgh... Uh, uh, At home, uh, January first, and then ending the year, January eighth in Cincinnati. So, I can look at that schedule and I can uh, see seven or eight wins, and uh, out of those remaining, eleven games, uh, a couple different paths, uh, you know, uh, uh, there, and I can see ending with ten or eleven wins. I think the Bengals are going to finish with 10 or 11 wins. And so, to me, I've, I'm feeling relatively confident right now it's going to come down to that last game in Cincinnati. But just general thoughts for you as you look at the remaining schedule, Ravens 3-3, three and three, how many wins do you think it's going to take to win in North? And do you feel good about the Ravens winning 7 or 8 of those uh, remaining 11? I said at the beginning of the year,
1: I said funny you say, I, I, I said 10 or 11 wins, and I said that because I was I'm um, looking at Vegas futures, and I think it was 10.5 wins to win the North, or the, the Ravens would, would get 10.5 wins. I remember thinking, well, if they get to 11, you know, I bet, they'll bet that over, that's probably good to win the division. So I think strangely as it sounds, things are still on track, and the AFC North is going to be just not a very good regular season division. Uh, I think they're very much on track. I think 11 is definitely doable. I was thinking about that earlier, and I think they'll split with the uh, the two back-to-back, the uh, Tampa and New Orleans, to road out of division, out of conference opponents they're not going to be very familiar with, that are tough teams, but have shown considerable faults as of late, so there's opportunity there. I think, as usual, they'll split with Pittsburgh. Maybe not necessarily win their home game, but, uh, you know, who knows. And then I think they will uh, lose – I won't say this, but I think there's a chance they will lose at Cincinnati in the regular season. That's always, always, always a super tough game for them. For whatever reason, it seems – their season finale is always in Cincinnati. Um, but the Bengals, like you said, I think will be playing for uh, playoff berth. I think the Ravens um, may be
0: close to a division
1: title by then. And I saw something today that said the, the strength of schedule remaining in the league, the Ravens are ranked third easiest. So it does look good for them. And, you know, beginning of the season – so far, I'd say potentially the Bills and the Patriots were losses, and they'd be 4-2. They're 3-3 three three now. So,
0: still, there's not too much that's not available for them still. Yeah, when you are up talking about that remaining strength of schedule, I mean, obviously, however that's being graded, they're looking at uh, a down Pittsburgh team, but that's always going to be whoever's on the field representing the Steelers. It's going mm-hmm. to be a... A division game, a rivalry, and winning both of them will be difficult. Even if you should, mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland. Obviously, we're going to get again get to them in a second. We're going to see them this weekend, but uh, you'll see them in uh, mid December in Cleveland as well. And by that time, they should have Watson back, and that's a different game. Uh, the only game that I really look at the remaining schedule and say that's pretty much an automatic win is Carolina. I, 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 I You know, at, at home, Carolina's looking to trade the, the assets yeah. that they have. That's a pretty close to an automatic win, I would think. But, even, you, know, uh, you know, some of these other games at Jacksonville, the, the Jags, I mean, that's a game you're going to expect to win, but the Jaguars are improved. Okay, that's you know, it's yeah. at least a possibility of a loss. Denver, I'm gonna expect to win that game at home, but uh we'll see where if <laughs> Ross is cooking at all at that point <laughs> and and doing uh you know, doing anything again gonna expect to win that. Um you know uh Atlanta, I mean they're showing, you know, they're competitive each week right now. Um yeah. Uh, like you said that tr- going back to back Tampa and New, uh, New Orleans that's uh, uh expecting a split there I think is pretty realistic if you you know anyway mm-hmm. bottom line 11 remaining games each week it's going to be same thing we say about the league as a whole um who's available and what are the individual matchups and then yeah. there's just not a whole lot that separates even the best and the worst it's that's you true. Know, uh, What are the turnovers that day? What are the, uh, you know, <laughs> who makes a play here and there? And who who beats himself with uh, penalties or, 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 or otherwise? Yeah, just- Bingo. Um, so let's get into this weekend. Cleveland arrives uh, into Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens, you know, looking to get back uh, to an overall winning record. Uh, no Deshaun Watson uh, right now, so that means Jacoby Brissett remains under center for Cleveland. Uh, but let's uh, look at the Ravens' offense first, first the uh, Browns' defense. Uh, what are your thoughts there? I like the Ravens
1: and their ability to uh, use DuVernay in conjunction with Mark Andrews. And I think, you know, you're seeing it with Greg Roman, even, uh, and we talked about Lamar maybe missing, or not maybe, but he's been missing some players down the field. Well, the play call is there, and this is not blaming Lamar. Like, again, with those things happen, we're, we're done with that. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying it to illustrate how Greg Roman and the offense are really coming together into a groove in terms of play calling. Situationally, what the actual play is, um, different options. Within said play. So uh, I, I think that they'll really have their way. And I think the, the Browns, they're somewhere near the bottom uh, fifth of the league in most categories. So while they have Miles Garrett and some other good individual players, collectively as a whole, they're not very good. So, you know, the Ravens uh, can get Kenyon Drake and J.K. Dobbins going just from the standpoint of there's two fresh bodies and then maybe a third with um, Mike Davis or who knows, maybe even Gus Edwards, hopefully, probably not, but we can hope, you know, that would really help um, take Cleveland uh, and push them back and really get them out of anything they want to do in terms of blitzes or, or exotic coverages. So not a whole lot scares me to be honest with you with Cleveland in their defense against the Ravens offense.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I agree as well. I feel like the Ravens are, are good for 30 points here. And uh, really, I'm looking to see Bateman be active and mm. uh, and produce some move the chains. And uh, uh, yeah, after this past week, you're going to give Drake uh, some additional opportunities. But I want to see the touches go up for Dobbins and really, uh, you know, i like to see him you know, put together a full, uh, you know, larger game <laughs> and uh, and get him going there. Mm-hmm. Let's flip to the other side. Uh, Ravens defense versus the Browns offense. Thoughts?
1: The uh,
0: Browns led by Jacoby Brissett are
1: pretty generous with giving the football away, let's say. Uh, I believe they're like 22nd or 25th in the league in turnover ratio. And uh, Jacoby Brissett thrown, uh, was it three interceptions in his last four games? Maybe, no, four in his last three. Um, I think the Browns have eight total giveaways in their first six games. So um, I wrote in the piece today that's on Baltimore Sports and Life right now that basically, so that's say that's an average of one per game Cleveland gives away. Well, probably going to be more, even without Marcus Williams. But let's just say it's one turnover difference, so one extra possession for the Ravens offense. Well, if that happens, all they need is that could be all the difference they need in Justin Tucker kicking a game winning field goal. And like everyone will say, whether it's one point or 20, a win is a win. So the Ravens defense really is going to have some opportunities. Now, what they'll obviously have to be aware of is Nick Chubb and Obviously, they're aware of him, but I mean specifically in the fourth quarter. Because what happened last week, you know, Saquon Barkley got going a little bit in the fourth quarter overall. They they pretty much had their way with him. But Nick Chubb is that similar kind of back where he's going to be like a Derrick Henry, where he's going to be just as good, if not better, late. So just because you've seen something before doesn't mean – They may not run a slight variation of it, maybe a counter or a different kind of motion, um, and then run Nick Chubb. So the Ravens mentally have to be really, really sharp in that regard, late, when they're probably most tired and apt to have a lapse of focus. Um, But other than that, David Njoku is a good player, not great. Amari Cooper is a good receiver, but I think Marlon Humphrey will have a pretty good stalemate against him. Um, and then the, the Browns, finally, the Browns offensive line is going to let up some pressure. They're going to give you sacks. Now, the only caveat to that is, will the Ravens be able to take advantage? Uh, but overall, the Ravens defense should have between one and three takeaways this week, which should hopefully turn into, let's say, uh, 10 to 14 points. The yeah,
0: Browns have uh, some talent, and I'm, you know, I don't want to, totally disparaged Preset. I mean, he would be a fine backup quarterback. He's just exposed as a yeah. multi-game uh, starter, you know. But uh, Watson, for all his legal issues, once he is back on the field uh, and combined with the talent that the Browns have, they're a threat, uh, at least uh, uh, offensively. Uh, so it is very important for the Ravens, obviously a division game, obviously trying to go back over five hundred. being at home. Ravens have to win this game. Jacoby Brissett starting. Ravens have to win this game. Yeah. Uh, uh, But it's a – yeah, Cleveland does have uh, some weapons. I I personally just like, uh, for the Ravens, any team that is built uh, around their running game. I just Mm -hmm. uh, – I mean, I just think they're set there. Also, I think we've seen right now the Ravens are committed to making teams uh, kind of move down the field, and they're trying to avoid being beat over the top. Mm-hmm. So watching percent have to go up and down the field and make plays, you know, consistently—that I, you know, I think that sets him up for a turnover too, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, definitely there, as well. Um, you know. I think you and I both feel pretty good about the Ravens winning here. Just, uh, you know, your final mm-hmm. thoughts. I like the Ravens
1: to win 27-24. to 24. And uh, I was looking at it earlier, and I think special teams are going to be a big part of the equation on Sunday. The Ravens, according to football, outsiders rank first in special teams. So while uh, that's not shocking, that's that's pretty remarkable. They just continually are up there. Um, again, without Sam Cook, and we, you know, they lost Gary Rosberg as a coach a couple years back, but they still march on. So that's going to be a big deal, and especially when you have a divisional opponent, heavy run team, heavy run uh, personnel, stuff like that, um, you have to win the field position battle. And the Ravens, obviously, have Justin Tucker. Jordan Stout, I think, is getting better. Obviously, Devin DuVernay is leading the leading kick return average and if he's not leading the league, he's very close to leading the league and proper turn average. So that part of the game is a stone-cold lock for the Ravens. Uh, their offense, in terms of point scored, is ranked third in the league, uh, or maybe fifth, but they're in the top five. And then, like you said, their defense is a bend-don't-break defense, so the odds of Brissett beating them consistently all the way down the field in 10-12 play drives, not very high. Um but they are the Browns. They know the Ravens well, so I think it's a coast game. But I think it's a game the Ravens do win, 27-24. Uh,
0: you mentioned can the Ravens get some pressure. I think Matt Ibuki is taking a nice little step mm-hmm. here in year three. And then you saw uh, the rookie uh, this past uh, weekend, uh, uh, Travis Jones, get his uh, sack there. So, uh, yeah, like to see them kind of build off of that. Uh, you said the you know the Browns they have to get uh, yardage on first down, set up their play action game. Uh, so you want to keep uh, uh, you want to keep uh, you know, down the distance uh, yeah. uh um, back and uh, you know, I feel like uh, Peters is well set up to maybe have a pick here. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, I feel like the Ravens. I hope it's more than a field goal game. Me and too. <laughs> if the uh, Ravens get a chance to put their uh, boot on the Browns' neck, they need to put them away <laughs> and really bury them. So either way, as you said, come away with a W, move it on, and it's uh, going to be a short week as they can try, right. prepare to go to Tampa. So I uh, need to win this game, stay healthy, and then uh, and then move forward. So good stuff from Mike. Jamie, if you're listening uh, somewhere uh, uh, tomorrow on a beach in Greece, uh, enjoy yourself (laughs) and uh, come and uh, anybody else come and join the discussions at Baltimore Sports and Life. Check out the recent articles from um, Mike Fast, and we'll be back uh, next week. Take care.